1: And podcasts, whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
3: Still on his feet at the ten, down to the five, and tackled from behind at the one-yard line.
4: It's been there, my just. Just let it rip.
1: Still driving his legs forward. Six,
2: seven, eight yards. They're still pushing him. No whistle yet. They're past the first down marker. Let James Cook. Give it to Cook. Goes behind Dawkins through a
3: hole. Down to the 10, the 5, and he leaps into the end zone.
5: I just did it again. I don't know. I ain't had no celebration, so I just did it. You're listening to The
1: Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio on WGR Sports Radio
3: 550. Chuck Berry, right? Chuck Berry. Run, run, Rudolph. Run, run. James Cook. Let James Cook. Cook becomes the chef. There's so much so much there we could do. And other people have. That was Deion talking about that. with Cook becomes chef, he's chef. Josh calling him saying, let James Cook. You got Chuck Berry sounds in the background. You got a Buffalo football victory Monday. Dallas Cowboys fans crying in their beer yesterday. I saw so many Cowboys fans. I, I said... On Friday and Saturday, like there will be a lot of Cowboys fans here in Buffalo. There always are. It's just a team they travel well. They have it's a national brand. I mean, travel well, right? Like wherever they come from, it doesn't have to come from Dallas. You come from Pennsylvania, New York, Canada, whatever. They just that's what they do. They're a national brand, and that's okay. And from the get go, they had nothing to cheer about. It was over in a heartbeat. It felt like they have hope, right? Okay, they still got Dak and his offense. Let's go. But, man, everywhere I look, these Cowboys fans, they were just miserable after the, the first two drives. They knew they were done. And the Bills, offense and defense, big reason for all that. Everything they did. 803 550 888 550 You can still call that number. I always say, like, I'm trying to get it out of there, but it's so such a habit to say it. You can still call it. But um, we're here at 803-0550 in Buffalo talking on the Extra Point Show. Sal Capaccio with you on a Buffalo... Football Victory Monday. The Extra Point Show is presented by Catholic Health. Catholic Health, the right way to care. By Northwest Bank for what's next. Get started at northwest.com. And by Speed Global, around the corner or around the world, Speed Delivers. We are streaming the show live on the WGR Facebook page. Facebook.com slash WGR 550. Got my Victory Monday shirt on. Got my Victory vibes going with you here on the program today. And we have a short week this week. You got today. We'll get uh, Sean McDermott and coaches on Zoom later. As they normally do on a Monday. Tomorrow, the Bills will be back on the practice field for a walkthrough. Yes, they're normally off on Tuesday, not this week because they play Saturday night. So we'll have a nor- Tuesday becomes like a normal Wednesday this week. Wednesday becomes like a normal Thursday, basically, is how you do it. So the team will travel out to LA on Friday and then play Saturday night. That is a peacock game. But here in Buffalo, it will be on Channel 2 locally, WGRZ TV 2, Channel 2 in Buffalo. If you get Channel 2, you get WGRZ, you're going to get the game. Of course, we want you to listen to the radio, but I need to tell you because people ask, can you get the game that's only on Peacock? If you live, if you're listening to this this show in LA or well, not LA's a bad example because they're playing. Um, in Denver, Colorado, or Miami, or New York City, or Virginia, wherever you are, you get a lot of listeners everywhere. You're not going to get the game unless you go to Peacock. Somehow, some way. But here in Buffalo, you'll get it locally on TV. In the meantime. Bills have a chance to go to 9-6 and six with a victory over the L.A. Chargers in L.A. with Stick at quarterback. The Chargers fired their head coach, Brandon Staley, fired their GM, Tom Telesco, who's from Buffalo, went to St. Francis High School, fired him over the weekend, Friday morning after they lost and scored and, and gave up 61, 63 points, whatever it was, to the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Sometimes you get a big bump from that. You guys play harder, the new person in town. And, a little pressure on everybody. So I don't love that about playing the Chargers in this situation and going on the road after a big emotional high of the Dallas Cowboys in a short week. I don't love that. And a long week for the Chargers, by the way, who had a Thursday night game. But they have Easton Stick at quarterback. you got to be able to beat Easton Stick, right? You have to. And then if the Bills do take care of business, you could sit back and you could watch the rest of the AFC games unfold on Sunday. Although Steelers-Bengals do play Saturday before the Bills play, and you want the Steelers to win that game. I know. That's a bad thought, but you gotta root for it. Bengals got off Bengals got let off the hook. Can I do a um Dennis Green? We let him off the hook. Well, they let the uh Vikings the Vikings let him off the hook. The Bengals. And the Bengals had a big overtime win and that that hurt the Bills. But still uh, three weeks left to play here. Leo in Webster is first up this hour on the extra point show. Go ahead, Leo. Good
2: morning. Good morning. Al. Uh Cook had a great game, but for those that were there at the uh, at the game, saw the halftime show at the Corgis, uh, <laughs> there was an, another elusive back that was running around that nobody could tackle.
3: <laughs> I don't know their names, but they were phenomenal.
2: Right. So the thing I've noticed the last several years, it seems like the running game is not as important early in the season. And also towards the latter part of the season, you know, they start to run the ball more and they start to throw the ball to the backs more. And I don't know why they don't do that year round, but it just seems to me, particularly the last three, four years, it's kind of how the, it seems it's gone. I don't know what your thoughts on that are.
3: Yeah. The running game. You're, I'm saying, I, you, and you're saying, can you just kind of restate the restate it for me? I think I lost, lost you a little bit there and I apologize. Go ahead one it seems
2: more time. Like the last, you know, three years, four years, yep. whatever, even with when Singletary was it, it, Didn't seem like the run game was a strong emphasis.
3: Right, right, right.
2: It gets later in the year. Oh, we got to start running the ball. Yeah,
3: it's a good point, Leo. But I, I want to say, like you know, the thing about it is, I'll be the, I'll tell you, I don't think the running game should be the emphasis for this team. It should be Josh Allen throwing because that's your bread and butter. That's how you're going to win most of your games. But I like your point about don't wait too long when you need to lean on it. Lean on it earlier in the year if you need to lean on it. Like you know, and that's happened a little bit more this year, which they've needed to lately.
2: well, the other point is they seem to throw the ball whether a single Terry Cook. Now, you know they besides them running the ball, they seem to throw it a little more because you know they break free for like a chuck off, and you know that seems to be more
6: productive.
3: Yeah, Leo. Uh, th- th- thanks for the phone call. I appreciate that. I, I mean, look, it's all it's play calling, it's philosophy, it's execution too, right? I mean. You want to run the ball, you got to run the ball and and do it well. You can think about it and have that philosophy to lean into it, to run it more or whatever. I still think, I mean, Josh Allen's still the best player on the team and one of the best in the league. Offense should always flow through him. But, man, does it make it a lot easier when you can run the ball like that. And when you're doing it, just keep doing it. Let's go to Louie who's up next. Hi, Louie. You're on WGR.
4: Hey, Sal. Hi. I I want to talk about how Josh Allen didn't have to like carry the team this week because our running game was so good and our defense was tackling amazing this
3: week. Yeah, you're right about that, buddy. Um, you know it makes it a lot easier on the rest of the team. And you know Josh didn't have to be Superman yesterday. You know what I mean? That's a that's a great point. Did you go to the game? Yes, I did. Awesome. Did you stay dry?
4: And, eh, yeah. <laughs> and Leonard Floyd had a and Leonard Floyd had a lot of sacks. So that really
3: helped our defense. Yeah, he was getting after it really well. All right, Louie, that's awesome, man. I appreciate it. Great point by you. Appreciate you. Have a great rest of your Monday, buddy. You have a great Christmas, too. Yeah, you Bye. too. You too. It sounds like Louie is celebrating Buffalo Victory Monday by not going to school today, maybe. Or maybe he's on a break. That's okay, Louie. You do what you got to do, brother. I love it. Celebrate it. Maybe he's already off for the break. I don't know. Good job, Louie. Louis's coming for the job here. He's going to be behind the mic. Great point. Josh Allen did not have to be Superman. It's so funny listening to the national media. Thank you, Louie, for bringing this up because now I can talk about it because it was on my brain earlier. I mean, they're asking Josh Allen to do too much. They're Josh asking Josh Allen to do too much. That really wasn't the case for most of the year. We were all saying he's got to do more. But how many times have you had national radio shows, national TV shows going, asking Josh to do too much, asking Josh to do too much. He's got to put on the cape become Superman. No! We wanted him to do more this year. And then he started to do more. And now teams have to defend him more. And then, bam, running game starts to open up. It's just such a... Co- Can I say it? It's complimentary football. I I know you hate the term, but that's what it is. It's complimentary football. That's what it is. Louis. thanks for the phone call, buddy. Brother, buddy. Maybe Louie could be my buddy. I got a good hey, buddy today. Later on. You got to stick around for that. That sit up, stand down, hey, buddy, coming your way. Uh, a little bit later. Let's get first to uh, Steve and Holland, though. I'm assuming Holland, New York, Steve, right? You got it. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> I got you, buddy. Go yeah, ahead.
0: I mean, yeah, but here's my uh, uh, opinion, I guess, uh, about the coin toss. It's in vogue today. Everybody wins a coin toss, and they all defer to the second half. Yep. But it seems to me the Bills that would be better off to take the ball. That's, their offense is their strong suit, and, and also their defense seems to play better when they have a lead. Cincinnati did it a year or so ago. I think the Bills are the strongest of the offense. Uh, I, I like to see them take the ball.
3: Well, I understand, Steve, but I'm going to give you the counter. I don't agree with that. Um, it could happen, but remember, they took the ball against Denver. They fumbled the first play of the game, and suddenly they're down, and or at least they give the ball up, and now you give up that opening possession of the second half as well. So there's no guarantee you're going to score, obviously. you know, But here, here's why you do it. Here's why you defer. Statistics have shown and have, has shown out that if you get the ball second, you're probably going to have an extra possession in the game because – Towards the end of the half, you can play it out knowing you're getting the ball, and you can have more control over how it plays out. Maybe it's not always perfect, of course, but that's where that yeah. double dip comes in. I understand your point, and you're not wrong. That like when you start strong and you can let this de- this defense play with a bit of a lead, it helps. But man, they 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 took the ball against Denver. They fumbled the very first play of the game, and it all yeah, that, that went the happens. other way.
0: That happens. You never you never know if it can happen or not. Yeah, that's Anyhow, right. That's uh, just a thought. I got
3: you, Steve. I got you. I'm not saying you're. Totally wrong. I, just, I I think you should always defer. I think statistics show. But you could – hey, to your point, though, Steve, the Bengals did it the other way last year. They started – they were they needed to start fast. They started playing better when they did that, so they took the ball whenever they could and they would score, and it helped them a lot. So there's no right or wrong. It's just how you approach each game, obviously, and how you approach your team and your philosophy. Frank in Williamsville. Go ahead, Frank.
5: Hey, Sal. Um, you know, it's so easy to look forward to who's next, who's next. But just to look back a little bit when we were 6-6, and mm-hmm. six, they had Philadelphia, they should have beat them. They had them on the ropes. They, they, they go ahead and beat Kansas City and Kansas City, and yesterday they just destroyed uh, t- uh, Dallas. I mean, I, I have to say as well, I think a lot of the reason Cook was able to run was because of what Josh did early, er, earlier in the game. I mean, he's running, he's running the ball out there like a running back, plowing people over, not, not sliding. He's going for yardage. And I think they were so worried about Josh that it opened up for, for, uh, for, for Cook. To get around the edge, which he did numerous times. How can they get around the edge like that? Like, just time after time after time. And the last thing I say before I go is, could you explain what are they doing on defense? It seems to me like they're just blitzing on every single play, and someone's finding their way back in there, and and, and if they're not getting, they're not having to pay for that on the other end. As far as uh, long pass plays by the like, like opposing quarterback, well, what, what are they doing there, Sal?
3: Yeah, they're they're being aggressive and they're just allowing their guys to play in the back end, right? And they're trusting them. It comes down to trust, to be honest with you, Frank. That's they're what it having- comes down.
5: Sorry, one more thing about this, uh, Josh. When he put his hand behind his back and told, to tell guy which the guys which way the play was going, I was just I was just really impressed by that. I mean, he was totally in command of the game. Uh, you he know, was,
3: I, I love your word there, command. Actually, the way I thought about it all, and I wrote about this at Arrow Up, Arrow Down, uh, Frank, the the word I think you should really describe this Bills win, the, the offense was in control. They were just in such control the whole game. They never yeah. wavered, right? I mean, everything just kind of stayed on schedule for them. As you say, command, control—that's the word that just kind of kept coming up to me. Was control? They were in control this entire game, and you know it was great to see against the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. I hate that for them. They're not—I understand why they say it, and we're we're well past the '70s. They're not America's team anymore. They haven't won squat in the last you know whatever years. So you know this—that's that's a term that was given in the '70s and the star and their helmet and winning Super Bowls. Uh, they're not America's team. I understand the moniker, but yeah, I mean people hate them just as much as they love them. By the way. 803, I guess it is America. Either hate or love something anyway. Eight oh three oh five fifty. 550 the number to call. Um, let's get to, you know what we got to do? We got to do our red zone stats. The Bills are actually very, very good in the red zone. Well, let's bring those to you right now. They're brought to you by Topps Friendly Markets, Rush to the tops Red Zone for winning savings. In this game, the Bills, red zone, three of four in the red zone. Did a really nice job. After um, a little bit of a dip the last couple of weeks, I believe, The Bills weren't as good in the red zone, but they're still one of the better red zone teams in the league. And yesterday, three of four in the red zone, so that means three touchdowns obviously scored on four different trips inside the Dallas Cowboys' 20-yard line, three of four. And the Dallas Cowboys were one of two. They only got in the Bills' red zone twice. They scored once a touchdown, and that was at the end garbage time, so 75% for the Bills, 50% for the Cowboys. Nice job. And the one time the Bills didn't score, they did kick a field goal. From Tyler Bass. That's a look at our Red Zone stats brought to you by Topps Friendly Markets. Rush to the Topps Red Zone for winning savings. Andy in New Jersey. Go ahead, Andy.
0: Morning, Sal. Um, I just, you know, this was just such a great, a great win for the Bills. And you know, I listen to a lot of the national media, so I've been, you know, watching a little bit of ESPN, a little bit of Fox, and guys like Mike Greenberg and Dan Orlowski this morning, and Rex Ryan. You know, they were really praising, you know, the fact of how well the Bills played, and of course that the Cowboys, you know, you know, got totally out outplayed. But you know, I I I, others, I see a lot of other stuff that that you know. They're not. They're really not giving the Bills. You know, there was more about how the Cowboys were bad than the Bills were good. But there's one individual. I can't wait till later this afternoon when these guys come <laughs> on. I think it's Fox. This guy Nick Wright. He is <laughs> it, such it, it, a Mahomes.
3: I know, but you know, he it's his shtick. shtick. It it's his shtick. Crazy. I know, and he lives in Kansas City.
4: What he's gonna say? Yeah.
0: Well, about I'll tell you what he's gonna say. Those played. He won't give Josh Allen any credit. He never does. He. You know, but it just kills me that that's the way it goes.
3: I'll tell you what he's going to say. He's going to say, yeah, nice win. Do it in the playoffs against the Chiefs. Because that's what he says. He's a Chiefs guy. He's in Kansas City. And he just holds it over that, you know, the Bills haven't won there. And I get it. And I know you want to see him eat crow, but he's not going to do that until they ultimately win a Super Bowl, unfortunately, Andy. That's just the way he's going to be. How about Skip Bayless? I thought it was funny yesterday. Skip Bayless, big Dallas guy, Dallas homer. You know Skip Bayless, loudmouth on TV, right? It is funny when the, when the Cowboys lose. He does these videos where he tosses the, the jersey in the garbage. He did one yesterday, Micah Parsons. He took the jersey and threw it in the garbage. he said, i'm I've had enough of waiting long enough or something like that. I've waited long enough and it's too much. I don't know. there's something weird he tw- tweeted out, but skip Bayless. You know, it's too it's too
2: over dramatic like, like, it. it. it's like that bad acting where you like you're you know that he's acting bad
3: on purpose, but like yeah, I don't know. I just it's just yeah no i I went yesterday and saw that, and I didn't realize he tweets. like th- He was tweeting all through the game, but I don't check it. My Twitter you know, feed during the game, I can't when I'm down there and working, but I-, I went back and looked. He was tweeting out the game, and, man, he was mad. He was mad, but that's another guy you can watch today to see what he says. All right, Mike in Rochester. Go ahead, Mike. You're on WGR.
6: Hey, Sal. Love your show. Thank hey, you. I, I just want to say, um, it- a great defensive effort. I love how aggressive the Bills are being, um, or McDermott in general, compared to the Leslie Frazier days. And just one thing I wanted to talk about, though, really that concerned me, I, I isolated a lot on Von Miller yesterday. And I got to tell you, the guy is giving no second effort whatsoever. Um, he, you, you see the ball, he, he loses his immediate rush, and then the ball gets tossed over the side that he's on, and he just turns and watches it, doesn't pursue. Same thing when he gets stuffed in the middle in his initial bull rush he doesn't even put his arms up and I, I gotta say he's hurting the team right now and to be honest with you someone needs to call him out and um, I, I've heard all the excuses Oh, he's being double teamed it opens up for other people okay but second effort or having a motor for who Von Miller used to be if I was Von Miller and I was watching that play out I'd be embarrassed by what the, the tape shows of his lack of effort um, and I, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but that really stands out to me. And, and I'd rather see a Kingsley Joseph in there than, than what I'm seeing from Von Miller. And you really got to look at it. I know you're a, a Bills employee. No, on. I'm not. I'm not.
3: I'm not. I am not. I am not. I am not. I do not get paid by the team. Please don't do that.
6: Okay. I, well, yeah, I guess as opposed to the one Bills live guy. But, but I mean, if you, anyone who watches the tape, it's kind of pathetic. That is not what Von Miller is. And for that kind of money. Um, <laughs> I'd be embarrassed.
3: Okay, okay, wait, I, you, you, you you got it. You made your point. I don't know, and, and I'm not gonna say you're wrong that he wasn't, you know, maybe giving the effort that you thought he should yesterday. I actually crazily thought, though, Mike, without going back and looking, and not saying you're wrong, I thought he had one of his better games yesterday, as far as getting a little bit closer and helping out. He was right there on the sack that I think was, ah, uh, jeez, was Oliver who got credit, but yeah, but I I didn't watch close enough to know what he was doing if the ball went away from him or things like that. Um so you called him out you said someone had to so you know hey, you want look but well, you did
6: take a look at it and I will I'll I'm take a look interested to see your comment on it yeah okay
3: all right but i I did think he had a little bit more of a, a better game yesterday than what he had um but only because from the naked eye of the being around the ball a little bit more in the backfield he played forty two percent of the snaps twenty four total by the way it's Kingsley Jonathan um not a big deal there not Kingsley Joseph um uh, but he did come in and play and I like Kingsley Jonathan a lot i so I'll, I'll look at that. I don't know. I don't know if people share the same sentiment. I thought he was better um, yesterday just from that standpoint. But, again, if you're watching and isolating when the ball goes away from him and you think you can give more effort, I'm not here to tell you you're wrong. And, again, just to make it clear, like, I do not – I'm, I'm an Odyssey WGR employee. Let's go to Bernie in Connecticut. Hi, Bernie.
4: Hey, how's it going, Sal? Good. I'm calling for you guys, man. Uh, let me lead right into this. That's exactly why I called. Fanatic not fans, not students of the game. The guy says that Von Miller's not giving no effort. I see, you know, through the Instagram, oh, the offensive line needs help, and Terrence needs to go, and I don't know where these fans are coming from. I don't know what's going in the water in Buffalo. I'm from Connecticut, all right? Diehard fan for 35 years. I just don't understand where these people, what game do they watch? I'm not going to, you know, I'll stop kicking the horse. But just common sense, Bill fan, common sense. Look at Von Miller, the last caller. He got off of a knee injury. I guarantee you 95% of these people, not just Buffalo, but sometimes people in general, get a paper cut at work. They'll stop doing work. They'll get a sniffle, they'll call out of work. But they expect these people, just because they get paid all this money, they're human beings at the end of the day with lives. And I just want to say, guys, enjoy the ride. We were horrible. Every year I thought we were going to win the Super Bowl. You know, optimistic Bernie here. But listen, guys, we went through some pain. Let's enjoy the ride, Sal. That's what I'm trying to talk about, you know. Well, the ride is
3: good, but I think that, you know, people just want to get to the destination that they should have been at, you know, over the last few years. And that's where the frustration comes. I share a lot of your thoughts, Bernie. I do. I, but I understand, you know, people, this, this is a window. These, te- this team has had a look at it. They didn't do it. So the heightened expectations are there. And then the disappointment is a lot worse when it doesn't come to fruition. You know what I mean?
4: I, I do. I do. There's 31 other teams that feel that same way. Yep, you know. It's right. Gotta that's, right. Gotta that's right, that's right That's right It's not
3: easy, it's not easy to win a Super Bowl It's not easy to win a, Super, a no, championship It's
4: not, it's definitely not Style, it was great talking to you, happy holidays to you, sir
3: Alright, you got it, let's take a time out, we'll come back Great calls today, we'll keep them rolling here on the Extra Point Show On a Buffalo football victory Monday on WGR
1: Temp check, what kind of summer are we having this year?
2: Whatever it was today, uh, I couldn't tell you what was different, but we, we committed to it. James ran hard, Tay ran hard, Ty ran hard. When you, when you can stay in front of the sticks like we did today, I don't know how many third downs we had, but I, it couldn't have been that many. I don't think I threw the ball that many times. Just get it done. Let's just find a way to win. And you know, felt like the, the kid that didn't do anything in the class project but got an A, I'll do this 10 times out of 10 times. Man.
3: <laughs> That's great line from Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback right there. I felt like the kid who didn't do anything for the class project but still got an A. Is that the way you were, Josh? Were you the guy that did all the work and someone else benefited and rode your coattails? Or did you like, no, I don't really do much. I'm going to get the A here.
2: I don't want to call anybody out here, but maybe. <laughs> <laughs> on, it actually, it depended on the subject. depending on the project. Yeah. If it was like a, like a science thing or like an English thing, I'd probably be
5: the one that'd be like Josh Allen. But if it was like a history thing, yeah, okay, I'll that, do it. that'd yeah, be me. I got yeah. you
3: guys. I got you, right? Yeah, yeah, you're a good team player. All right, let's uh, get back to the phone lines here. We'll take more of your phone calls after the Bills dominate the Dallas Cowboys 31-10 to 10. At Highmark Stadium yesterday. Let's go to John and Elma. Hi, John.
7: Hey, how you doing there?
3: I'm good. How are you?
7: Well, I'm just wondering how you what you thought about your three uh, uh, ideas on how the Bills are going to win. I know only two out of my three won. Uh, what, what, how did you make out?
3: Which one? Are you, are you talking about my three dogs? Yeah, I, just... I don't. I don't even remember who I took. I have to go back and look. Who did I take in my three dogs? Do you remember? Did I go in three? I have no idea. I have to go back and look. I I don't even remember who I took uh, Thursday.
7: Oh, so the three ways to to, for the Bills
3: to win. Oh, my three keys to the game.
7: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, I said to have to shut down Micah Parsons and Ceedee Lamb, and that sure as hell happened. <laughs> that was good, right? I that,
7: Mike. That's one. I said. One. I
3: said, start fast. Don't let the Cowboys get on you. That happened.
7: That happened. And I don't remember what
3: the third one was, to be quite honest with you. I have to go back and look.
7: Okay. I know only two of mine got in. The third one was, I was hoping number 40 would play a better game. That was... Gotcha. everybody, Everybody already talked about that.
3: Yeah, somebody called. Actually, the one I did not get right was I said that I thought Stefan Diggs had to have a big game, and he did not.
7: Well, he had a... Yeah, the okay game. I Correct. Mean, he made a great catch.
3: Yeah, it was a great catch. It was a great catch. I thought that maybe they needed him. If they were going to win this game, I thought he'd have to have a bigger day than that, John. It uh, wasn't the case, but they still won, obviously, and that's great. Uh, I know. Thanks, John.
7: That's good. I'm glad. So, you know what? I think uh, the Bills played great when they played great teams. Now they got to figure out how to play good. <laughs> When they play bad teams.
3: Yep. Well, that's a test on uh, Saturday night, and the Chargers have talent. but they got a backup quarterback. They just fired their coach. Not having a good year, and that's a test. Thanks, John, for the phone call. Ryan in Wheatfield. Hi, Ryan.
1: Hey, Um, uh, I just wanted to I've, – I've heard a couple different thoughts on this in terms of the Bills' margin of victory. Uh, I think it's now five wins, 20-plus point uh, victory margin, and then uh, obviously everyone's aware of – their margin of victory and, and the losses here. I, I guess I could go either way. I'm I'm looking to hear your thoughts on on do we need to be a team that wins close games when it comes to the playoffs? I, I I'm not sure that matters, but uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on that.
3: I don't think that it's a correlation other than being through close games. I don't think you have to win close games. You need enough wins to get to the playoffs. Some can be close, come some can be whatever, um, you know. But I don't think there has to be a correlation between, well, you didn't win close games, so you can't win a playoff game. They, two years ago, lost a lot of close games. Last year, they won a lot of close games. Like, it kind of flipped. This year, they lost a lot, and then they beat the Kansas City Chiefs in a close game. I don't think there has to be a correlation. I think what was more important is going through those situations, win or lose. You'd love to be on top. You'd love to win those games and have the confidence. I do think for this point, though, Ryan, that... When you lose so many close games, you kind of get it into your head of what's going to happen, what's going to go wrong. Can we pull this out? You need to have a couple, I think, to feel good about yourself. But every game is different, as you know, and nothing's going to necessarily carry over and correlate, you know, uh, tangibly. But it could certainly be something you have to think about in your head and what's happened in the past. I think it's more important to go through those close experiences, and you'd love to get more, you know, wins and losses there. Hope that helps. Marcus and Charlotte. Hi, hi, Marcus.
4: Hey, pal. How you doing?
3: I'm good, bud. Thank you. Can
4: you hear me good?
3: I got you. Are you, uh, you, you, uh, you at breakfast over there? What are you doing, man?
4: Yeah, something like that. I got you. Uh, I just got a quick question about the, um, the offset and penalties when there was a legal hit and then uh, on sportsman like. How did they offset and it become a first down for them? If yeah.
3: You got it. It's a, The reason is because they happened after the play, both of them. They, they Once once Romo slid, I'm Romo, geez, listen to me. Once um, Dak Prescott slid and he was hit, he had already had the first down, all right? So they, they, they take the penalty from there. Then the play's over, so it's a dead ball foul. So they offset after the play, which made sure that the play counted because the penalties were both basically after the play was over.
0: Okay. And- you got it? Does that, that help? Yeah, I got it. Yeah, that helped a lot. Yeah, you got
3: it, buddy. No problem. Appreciate the phone call and the ask on that because that's what happened. It's offsetting fouls after the first down was already made. He gets the first down, gets hit. ticky tack maybe you want to call it, but he did get the face mask a little bit. Nah, that's the only penalty the Bills really even were called for all game. And then because of that, Rap gets up. He gets hit by someone near the sideline after the play is over. It's a dead ball. So basically, hey, play's over. You both got personal fouls, but the play was over, and they got the first down, so we're just going to play it from there. That's what happened on that play. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey. Mark in Jersey City. What's up, buddy?
0: Uh, uh, Good show, Sal. Thank you. It's awesome to have days like this. It really, really is, especially after the prior uh, three weeks, you know, with McDermott, the whole situation, and just to hear the national people, you know, just have to suckle at the tit of Jerry Jones in Dallas for the scraps because of what he did 30 years ago with all the money he brought into the league and have to hear about a 31 year old quarterback who consistently comes up short in big games, but yet a 27 year old Josh Allen's window is closing. I love that. Um, yeah. I have to, listen to Mike Tannenbaum, have to listen to Mike Tannenbaum talk about the bills getting walked up and down the field with their injured defense. Sean McDermott's had two tests this year. You could say three KC. Casey, Miami and Dallas, and he passed with flying colors. And like you said, the season is about ebbs and flows. Look at look at Jacksonville; they look up against it. You made a point about James Cook. It's not always about what the guy does in year one, like everybody's with Dawson. Not I'm sorry, uh, Kincaid and the Laporta comparison. Look at Terrell Bernard this year. Look at Cook this year. Everybody thought those picks were washes last year. So it, this this team, this organization. I mean, people wanted. They want a head coach, like, oh, an offensive guy. McDermott built a culture. He's a culture builder. And that's what he did here. And people should really, really take note and appreciate what we have now and look back at what we didn't have for so long.
3: Yeah, thanks for the phone call, Mark. Um, Well said. And it is funny, isn't it? Windows closing with Josh Allen. He's 27. He's going to be playing for, like, another seven, eight years at least at a high level, I would think. And Dak Prescott, I made this point last week. Think about what Dak Prescott's still doing at his age, and he still looks good, and his, how many years he's been in the league, and then Russell Wilson on a big of a bounce-back year. Some of these guys have been in the league a little while here. Geno Smith, right? And you're like, wait a minute. They're like six, seven years older than Josh Allen, and they're doing these things. And that just tells me, you know, Josh can be around a while, and his, his window's certainly not closing. The Bills' window's not closing. Their playoff chances continue to open. We'll take a look around the league, and also go sit up, stand down, and hey, buddy— after this timeout on a Buffalo football victory Monday NWGR. All right. Somebody asked me, the guy said to me, what did I do? My three dog, what did I pick last week? I can't remember. I don't have it in front of me. Where did I go? Hold on. I didn't have the Raiders chargers game. I, I had the Vikings Bengals. Oh, I have to go look at that spread. And I, I was looking great the whole game. And I'm like, wait a minute. This was three to three and a half. I either pushed or taught or won that one for sure. Uh, then I had, didn't have the Bears. Oh, I think I took the Jets. I got blown out on that one. I took the Jets plus like nine and a half. That was not a good one.
5: The Jets are burning you this year. I mean, and that's are. twice now.
3: And I think I might have taken the Cardinals plus like 13. They, 39, nah, they lost. They 45-29, that's by 16. Yeah. I think I went one and two. I gotta go back and look. That stinks. I'll be back at 500. It's okay. Still 500. A few weeks left. In the meantime, let's look around the league and this relates to sit-up, stand out. Okay. Sit-up. All right. this is a question I keep getting asked by everybody so I need everybody to listen very carefully to this. We do not know when the Bills-Dolphins game will be week 18 and will not know until after the week 17 game against the Patriots. Now, there's always a chance the NFL releases that schedule early, but it Almost definitely won't happen. So yes, could I be like a little off and you could find out a little bit earlier? Yes, but chances are, most likely, none of us, not me, not the Bills even, nobody here, nobody there, the NFL, they're going to decide, the NFL will decide the week 18 schedule and then announce it after Sunday afternoon games week 17. So if you're planning on going to Miami, it can be Saturday at 4.30, Saturday at 8.30, 4, 8.30 I think, Sunday at 1, Sunday at 4.30, Sunday at 8.30. If this keeps trending the way it is, it's possible. If the Dolphins lose next week, the Bills win, it is very possible. The Bills and the Dolphins are playing for the AFC East Division Championship that weekend. And if that's the case, I'm telling you, just be prepared. It could be Sunday night football in Miami. I don't know when the game's going to be. But, just leave all your options on the table for that game. It could be Saturday after evening, Saturday night. Sunday afternoon, Sunday late afternoon, Sunday night. Nobody knows. And we will not know until after week 17. We probably will not get an announcement from the league until either right before or during Sunday night football or after Sunday night football. What is Sunday night football that week? Week 17. It is Packers-Vikings. And that could matter to what they do the following week for the schedule. All right. We got it. That's what we're going to sit up on. We are standing down, standing down on two teams that looked really good that now are trying to find their way. The Jacksonville Jaguars are going, like, through something here. This could wind up being Jacksonville going from the one seed to out of the playoffs now with Trevor Lawrence and concussion protocol and them going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next week who are fighting for a division championship. The Jags, who looked really good and were taking care of business, now suddenly fighting for their playoff lives in the division. They could still win the division even. But that's one. The other one, what's happened to the Green Bay Packers? They beat, they beat the Lions on Thanksgiving. They beat the Chiefs the following week. And they lose to the Giants and the Bucks. What's going on with the Packers? They're now 6-8 and eight on the year. Stand down on the Packers and the Jags and what we thought about them a few weeks ago. And now, the Packers, they do go to the Carolina Panthers next week. That should be a win, right? I mean, I don't know. Then they got the Vikings and they got the Bears, who are playing better. Uh, it doesn't look, does not look good. Look at that um, NFC playoff picture. NFC playoff picture right now. Big game tonight for Seattle and Philly, both of them. You got Minnesota, the Rams, and the Saints. Vikings, Rams, Saints, all seven and seven, tied for that last spot. Right now, it would go to the Vikings and the Rams with tiebreakers. All right, let's get to hey buddy.
1: WGR Sports Radio 550 presents...
3: Hey, buddy. dudes, you know this dude? What's up, dude? Hey, buddy. Bunny, sit now. Who's my buddy this week?
4: I'm your buddy, guy! He's your guy! Friend! I'm your friend,
1: buddy! On WGR... Lou, you're my boy! Sports Radio 550.
3: We had a caller who tried to get on to tell us and talk about it on Friday, but we were so busy with Bill's stuff we didn't get to him, so thank you for wanting to do that because I'll take the opportunity now to talk about this because it was amazing. I'm at a party on Saturday night, and people were coming up to me going, what's the score in the Cortland game? Cortland. The Cortland Red Raiders, Division Three football national champions. This is a this is great. This is great. Listen, this is that they won. They beat the defending national champions to win a national championship here for um, Cortland.
6: Time.
2: Laynon running left with the block. He won't
5: get there. Cortland gets the stop. It's the freshman, Nas Jean Lubin. Eight,
1: eight.
2: Cortland up
4: because of this
2: stop. And they're going to try to keep it in Lane's hands. They
3: want their playmaker. I, I I mistakenly said Red Raiders. I think Red Dragons. My My apologies. Red Dragons, of course, not Red Raiders. I'm who am I thinking? Red Raiders. A lot of high school teams that renamed the Red Raiders. My apologies. Cortland Division Three national champions. They stop a two point conversion try by the defending national champion North Central Division Three title. I hadn't been. Dial as dialed in on the story as I should have been all year. So my apologies on that. But I, I wanted to make do here and give them my buddy. They're my buddy. Great job. Zach Boys, 349 yards and five touchdowns. Rush for 123 yards. He's from Kenmore West, local quarterback. Great story. Cortland, the Red Dragons. Congratulations. You're my buddy. That is amazing. What a great story. Uh, Stag Bowl is what it's called. North Central lost. For the first time since the twenty twenty one national championship games game. Crazy. What a great day. and they they went for two to win it against Cortland. Cortland stopped them. It's a back and forth game. Great to see. So anyway, Cortland, uh, great job. Congratulations. Really nice story. They win the national championship. All right, so let's talk about this week. The Bills. They will have a walkthrough tomorrow. We'll hear from Sean McDermott and coaches today. They'll have a walkthrough tomorrow. Have some media availability. Wednesday, normal practice. Thursday, normal practice. And then Friday, no practice. Travel day, going to L.A. Saturday. Game is Saturday night in Los Angeles. There is a game before the Bills play Saturday night. That is going to be the Bengals and the Steelers. Bills fans, want the Steelers to win that game. And you should root for them. And then the Bills take on the Chargers in L.A. Get a win. Get home and kick back, watch the Colts and Falcons, which is a big game, Browns and Texans, which is a big game, um, Jags, Buccaneers, which is a big game, and then later, Cowboys at Dolphins, you're going to need that one, Patriots, Broncos, this is all. This is great. Sunday's going to be great. Bills got to get a win first. In the meantime, three hours of One Bills Live, Breaking it all down. Yesterday, the dominant performance by the Bills over the Cowboys. Thanks to Josh Schmidt for producing. Thank you for calling. I'll be back here tomorrow. Normally, you just get Joe on a Tuesday. He got me tomorrow on a Tuesday. And the rest of the week are on the Extra Point Show on WGR. One Bill's live up next. Show up with the Bulldog after that later today on WGR. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.
1: News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports.
2: That clock at four. Doncic.
1: See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America.
3: Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.